Reptilian Tom Thompson Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. I'm your captain, Jim Bob Olshorts, and tonight we've got a super awesome guest for you guys, man. He's a, he's a rapper. He's a podcaster. He's just a guy trying to do some good stuff out there for everyone, spreading a good message, man. His name is Tom Thompson. You may know him as the Raptilian. He's got a couple other aliases going on out there, man, but this was a really good episode and a really fun time with Neptune and I uh, hosting Tom for this episode. Of course, uh, as you guys know, you know, we had that hiatus and computer was down and all that good nonsense. So this episode was actually recorded on April 12th of 2023. But, you know, you guys are just getting it today. So I do apologize if anything seems a little dated. We'll be caught up here soon with episodes and such. And, you know, that won't be that big of an issue anymore. But this was still a great episode and we still had a really really great time man like full of laughs and just cutting up and things like that so i really think you guys are gonna like this one and like tom himself man he's he's a pretty cool guy in fact that song you heard just a moment ago when for the little entrance there that's totally some of his work man he's 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 been out there working hard doing his thing so i just figured as usual this would be another one of these amazing folks that i can bring to y'all's attention and y'all can go on over there and give him some love you guys know i'll have all his links in this episode and you know maybe some other stuff that i can come up with to go with it and you guys make sure you go show him some love man and i appreciate all the love you guys have been showing me while we've been on hiatus it's it's definitely meant a lot i've seen all the messages and all that good stuff so i appreciate you guys holding tight while we had our while we worked out our technical difficulties so it truly means a lot and i can't thank you guys enough man of course if you need anything or want to catch up on anything good, you guys are always welcome to go over to everyone's favorite website online, unconstitutionalawakening.com, your home for everything us. We've got all kinds of good things going on over there, man. We've got a new fella named Jesse working with us. He's writing articles as well as I've been writing some articles that you can find over there in the news section. Of course, you can keep up with all the podcasts that we've done in the past and the things I got going on on the Red Pill Project and things that the rest of the crew's got going on and podcasting more. If you're tired of being censored over there on Facebook and everywhere else, you can come on over here and hop on the UA social, man. And you can even, you know, check these host links here and find all your favorite hosts on all your favorite social medias. However you want to roll it, man. We got the links to all of it there. Of course, as well, while you're there, you can find links to, uh, you know, watch the show if all you do is listen and listen if all you do is watch as well as listen right there on the website. You guys know I try to keep that thing hooked up properly just so that everybody can get a good taste of it, man. And, uh, you know, make sure you get on over there and check out the merch store. We've dropped some new merch and I'm pretty sure all of y'all are going to be excited about it because uh, we side with the orcas, man. And you're going to have to go check out that merch to see what I'm talking about. As well as checking out our friends in Liberty, Kirk Elliott, PhD, PC Key Creations, Ammo Can Survival, Brett Pike with Classical Learners and Homeschools Connected, and Pure Pet Wellness. All of these folks doing great things to bring great change to the future world instead of dealing with the status quo that, frankly, has led us array. I mean, look at clown world as it is now, all right? So... You guys make sure you get on over there and check out all that good stuff. And I reckon I'm going to shut my trap so that uh, you guys can get on into this episode. So let's uh, let's set sail, fellas. Ahoy there, everybody. I was uh, As I was saying, this is my new buddy that I found over here on Instagram, the host of Strange Brew Podcast. And man, how did how did you want to go by this evening, man? I didn't. 
I didn't fail to ask. I go by a bunch of different aliases, which is quite funny because my host like to uh, tease me about that. But uh, I go by Tomcat, Tom Thompson, or the Raptilian is my hip hop persona, so to speak. But uh, I think in in the hip hop game and even just in the podcasting world, it's kind of good to have a couple aliases in your back pocket. Why not? I mean, that's that. <laughs> and a, you can have a couple different names to throw out there to throw different albums out underneath or something like you could. Yeah. 100%. Something to run with, man. Like so, so that is what took an interest to me. As I seen you had, you know, a music thing. I have another friend that actually does kind of awake based rapping and stuff, and I call it awake because it's not woke. Like I yeah, think, woke, no. I, I think woke's a joke, but I think there's you know people that are awake to reality and like tess is was just on here with us actually last night and she doesn't you know this kind of rap stuff too but yours is man i I don't know i've been kind of jamming what you what you sent me and what i found after digging around for a little bit myself and i was like this is this is something i could rock with so yeah i've been doing it for a a long time and you know uh i even released a song recently where i said like this is kind of not about fame it's just about putting my message out there and i kind of started by you know i was younger and uh, i was in a metal band and then i started kind of writing rhymes while i was still in like a metal band and it kind of just started and i was very shitty at the beginning i was horrible and then like i kept kind of conditioning myself to freestyle and get better at that just listen to a beat and carry off of it and then i've always listened to music like punk music hip-hop especially underground hip-hop that was against like the government and what was going on in the world and against like anti-establishment kind of music and then it kind of sparked the fire out of my ass to uh really start utilizing music and putting it out there for whoever kind of wants to listen right so and i try to I guess you could say wake people up through my music or call out certain things that are happening in the world. And uh, yeah, so it kind of, I've always been musically inclined, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, so you, I heard you mention your, uh, your co-host. I heard you mention him also before we started recording as well. Yeah. Like, I got to ask, where is he this evening? He should have, uh, he should have so more than said, welcome to come along. I know. So, uh, and Tom probably would have joined, but Billy, uh, my main co-host, the guy I started the show with, and people that aren't aware, um, Strange Root Podcast started of us just sitting in a basement drinking, most times getting way too drunk, and discussing like conspiracies and the paranormal and anything and everything strange. Um, Billy is a, a weird duck, you could say. He only appears uh, when we have to record certain episodes, and I, I've had other people ask, like, you know, where is he at kind of thing. Um, Nate from Reality Zars was like, yeah, bring Billy on. And because of his conflicting schedule and all that shit, it's we try our best to get him in on stuff. But he's, uh, I'm like, you got to come this day, and he's like, that's for sure. I don't know about any other time. So he's, he's, I can get him when I can get him, and the the fans and the people on Strange Podcast love to love him because he's like kind of a he's a comedian in in his own you know in his own way. Yeah. Oh well, you know we'll. We're sorry that we missed you, and we hope that maybe next time you'll he'll decide to come over here and, and join in and such. Hopefully, he'll he'll take a listen to this. Ask him to uh, put on his pirate hat, and we'll sail the seas together. There we go, man. That's what I like. So, so, man, you've been you mentioned Nate there, man. I love Nate. He's been he's been kind of a 
like an awesome dude throughout some things man i've had him on for a few episodes as well as i had him on for like a christmas special that we did which was kind of fun and that was oh that's fun and he's he's a he's a really cool guy he's actually doing some help in a project that i got working on that well he had us film stuff for a paranormal documentary and like He's like, I don't know what you want. If you want to kind of just like, you know, use the Ouija board in a graveyard. And I was like, sure, let's do that. And I told him that he kind of lit the fire under my ass to like start maybe doing more stuff like that. Because, you know, we're a podcast where I do have my co- one of my co-hosts, at least. And one of them is in Ireland and one of them is in Buffalo and I'm in Canada. So at least I have Billy where we are close enough where we can do stuff and film things. So I was like, oh, we're going to start doing this more often. Go into maybe haunted locations and filming it and just seeing because I've been fascinated. I've been. I have three Ouija boards over there. Like I, I've been using paranormal objects. You could say paraphernalia for, oh, for a long time. I, I actually, I, man, I lived in Buffalo for quite some time. Um, I in, used to do the back and forth thing over to the Canada. We've got another guy that hangs out on the show frequently. He's, he's an unofficial co-host, uh, Canadian John. He, he's, he's from, that new, he, he does the news updates for real, man. He comes over here and hangs out with us and he's, he's a character, man. He's, he's a, he's good for laughs and he's, it, uh, he's, I, he keeps telling everybody I was the only guy that took him serious and listened to him when he started making his yeah. conspiracy videos. And I was like, I was like, well, yeah, man. I was like, you, you're, you are serious. I was like, I, I don't, I don't consider them conspiracies anymore when too many of them are right. And too many of them are conspiracies. Like, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's Canada kind of like they paint Canadians as these like really nice, um, apologetic people, but that's not always the case. Even uh, we had Tommy Chong on the show, and he obviously grew up in Vancouver, and he kind of said something about like Canada's the only place where like people punch you over a fucking pack of smokes and shit. And he's like, when I moved to California, it wasn't like that. And I'm like, I was like, everyone thinks they were kind of like pussies and shit like that, but like some har- Canadians are like hardcore and don't really care. And, you know, we had the Freedom Convoy, which was good for those people kind of shit that, uh, you know, were able to push. Yeah. And then you have this shit, too. Right. We're like 100 percent. This is what we always uh, we always get this joke. Billy always makes this joke. We're fucking <laughs> he has his head. yapping. It's like, yes, the, he, he was just saying on one of the episodes that there is Canadians that are talk like that. They're like, hey, buddy, boy, yeah, but but and uh, he said when he was out east. He literally like met ton- like one dude. He went to get a pack of smokes, and this guy literally was the, the the human version of like the South Park Canadian. Oh my god! We see. We I even made an animation of Canadian John that has his head chopped like that, and showed it to him. And he he was like, "Can you send me a copy of that?" And he made it his Instagram story for like a couple <laughs> days straight because he was just like this is the best he was like i don't he's like i didn't understand it when i first seen it and then somebody was like it's south park bro i was like you gotta get out more man like come on yeah, you gotta man. get out more if you ever seen south park it, that's it, wild so so you know you you're you're into the paranormal thing and stuff again i heard you mention nate's paranormal thing i actually did some filming for him with that and i did i even did a bigfoot documentary with nate like i i nate's a really cool guy man like i i I like what he's, he's super got chill and he's kind of able to bridge put the bridge across for certain people yeah. um which is which is kind of nice and like yeah the paranormal is fascinating to me i've always been into this stuff since as far as i can remember like and i always say before there was conspiracies or true crime or any of the other stuff we talk about um it was always the paranormal like my grandma gave me a ouija board me and my friends started using it all the time like in like grade seven 
we would be coming home at fucking lunch because I was so close to school. We'd be like using the Ouija board. I don't know why we were so obsessed with it. Um, and then I had an, uh, I have an aunt, she's Jamaican. And she said that she used to play the Ouija board in Jamaica and she got obsessed with it. And she was like, don't ever play it by yourself. Don't ever use it. I would say play like it's a toy, but they sell it in Hasbro and shit. So it's like, it's a toy. Oh, and then like, and then I was like, I come home and I was like drinking, use it, like play, using the Ouija board by myself. And I felt things I've seen weird shit in my life. Yeah. Um, and I've always will be, as I get older, somewhat of a skeptic and say, Hey, it could be the subconscious kind of you're tapping into something in the back of your mind. It's a possibility. So we have a running theory around here that like I'm, I'm big into vibration and stuff. And yeah, I, I hate that Luis isn't here because he words it way better than I do, but that there are, it, there is such. Yeah. We think it's completely plausible that something so traumatic, so extreme, so crazy could happen at a point in you know our realm or whatever that it like permanently stains that vibration in that area so like i'm you know i've I've had paranormal experiences so like i'm a big believer in you know seeing that there's something there like i the, the times that i have seen something i was sober and not you know yeah Burn I've had a, I got experience with shadow people uh, that you, uh, to shout out because eventually we'll become on reality czars where I tell the story and I'm think they might add it in the doc or I don't know what they're going to do with it but we did a whole episode on shadow people and I had a crazy experience that scared the living fucking shit out of me and uh, it's one I always bring up um, even my friends make fun of me because it's like you always fucking talk about that I'm like well it scared the fucking shit out of me and it was proof to me that there is something outside of our reality that is able to kind of exhume your energy and take it because it felt like someone was trying to rip my fucking soul out of my body so you know it's funny you bring up shadow people and i know you'll think of this too neptune because you you love when miss vicky's on here we have a medium that comes on here kind of regularly she's a friend of mine and she she talks about stuff like that and she talks about different like dark and light type entities and what like that and she i know one time she was on here we had a pretty full house and she i think made each one of us individually uncomfortable like by hitting something like right on the nose that we were all just like something something jimmy and i are familiar with growing up in you know in in the in the southeast in the piedmont and the foothills and in in the mountains is uh and miss vicky has to be about this one actually and i was just thinking about it was an experience that i had encountering black-eyed children and that is one of the most horrendous things that i've ever dealt with personally i've told that story to a few people most people just write it off as now it's bullshit uh no it no way black eyed kids we did a whole episode about that shit fascinates me and creeps the fuck dude it like just even being in their presence it it like it sends fucking chills down your spine even the air yeah the air around you feels fucking colder like it, it everything about the environment will it just gives a bad vibe like i would want to know it's not a, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's i've um, i've seen things in like nightmares like this you know what i'm saying like that's that's yeah, yeah. See, that's I, wild because there's there's a lot of people that are completely convinced that they have seen 
the black eyed kids and even had circumstances surrounding their like life and like people developing cancer or even stuff like radiation poisoning when they get contact with the black eyed children because that stuff like we we actually covered it we covered it a long time ago and it kind of got yeah. x from the show was when we were like drinking heavily on the show and stuff and then me and billy we kind of redid the episode and, and brought more to it and i dived into like all the research i could and it's there is a lot of stories that have the same experience and that's where i kind of akin it to kind of like people around the world are experiencing the same experience it's almost it's it doesn't it couldn't be a coincidence if you know what i mean that like same with ufo encounters you have yeah. these people that are across the world that have the same ufo encounter and see the same sort of creatures that somebody else has on our side of the world but when when it comes to a lot of ufo stuff like um I'm on the fence. Like I believe that there are <laughs> some form of otherworldly transportation, but I think a mm. lot of times, a lot of what a lot of people have seen are a hundred percent the United States military yeah. fucking around with things made by Raytheon and you know all the above yeah. because they've yeah, been yeah. they've been fucking around with that kind of technology and that kind of stuff. For right. we've we've covered this right. in depth in the past. Me and Neptune uh -huh. actually have, and like yeah. they've they've been making basically flying saucers yeah. for a yeah. really long time. And it, it, it's it's still it it always begs the question for me at least is Jimmy and we've talked about this a lot is like with Area Fifty One with the the UFO sightings and all that good stuff military technology they have used that base since before the second world war yeah r&d research at los alamos all that shit preparing for the for the nuke launches how but the, the i think the real question that sticks out to me is how long was the u.s military using it before you know even before 1947 well there's the before, theories on, before the second on, world war yeah right? like even and the betty and barney hill story how they like they, it was supposedly it could have been a military craft that picked mm -hmm. them up and, and they kind of put uh, images into their head. I would love if that was a real story because we don't really know because they were credible right. people. They there was people that claimed that they were actually taken by the military and then they put these images in their head. But there is a I always will have I'll be the believer in the fantastical, but be skeptical yeah. about it in, in a way. And uh, if it if it is a true story, that'd be wild because they saw like reptilians, greys, Nazis, and uh, obviously the Nazi tie where Nazis were developing technology beyond what we I think what we have today. And then they suppressed a lot of the shit and there's oh, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. That's, that whole that, I mean, that's why. That's that. That's why they roped so many of them over here with paperclip. Is they they yeah. needed they, they needed those brains for that technology. Like that's that's exactly what a lot of that was. And I don't, you know, I'm I don't like to to deny it either. You know, I've had I've seen unexplainable things. You know, I've 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 witnessed what I thought was something come out of the water and take off into the air like a UFO. I have I have I, I've witnessed what I the pine mountain thunderbird like everybody says it's a thing of legend but down here in the foothills of georgia they're still said to be a thunderbird flying around here and i was with a group when we were golfing at pine mountain and we all seen it come out of a cave and i you know i've i don't have a way to explain I stuff like that you possible. know what i'm saying like it, it I, they existed yeah, they were a real thing man and who knows? Because it's possible that these things could have laid dormant in some like 
yeah. place that you know human beings are okay the, the fact that there's still human beings on earth that don't know that a helicopter isn't a monster um is proof alone that there could be stuff that we don't even understand or that ex- has existed for so long because there's tribes of humans that still live like they're in the pretty well, much like the caves <laughs> cave fucking area. i was gonna say not just that but look at look over there in vietnam at the cave system that they found that's so large underneath the ground that it has its own it, it has its own climate. It has its own trees. It has its own flowing water and stuff like that. And it's, it's like an untouched part of the world because it's buried in a cave. And you, you can't tell me that there's not creatures that have yeah. been living down there with all that flora and stuff like that. So if it's on the inside instead of the outside, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that think that this stuff is above us maybe it's inside the earth and like i'm like i don't necessarily believe the earth is flat i know a lot of people are kind of hooking on yeah um but like um the the cave systems is still a real thing the inside caverns like that i feel like it'd more likely be hollow with the center sun that could be a possibility or it's just a simulation uh but like inner cave systems are fucking wild like there's people go missing all throughout the uh the 411 missing cave systems is fucking wild the 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 missing cave systems the the missing in the cave system map that lays together it's uh, fucking if, crazy all right there's a third map that i have found that if you lay on top of it makes it even crazier the bigfoot <laughs> sighting map is also oh yeah i've seen is, that too well, is also uh, in that in that layer of like crazy sightings and stuff, you know, I'm a Bigfoot guy. I'm a, I'm a, there's things inside of earth kind of guy, because I've, I know for sure from confirmation that there are submarine bases in the middle of the desert in Nevada, because there are tunnels that go back out to the oceans underneath the United States, you know? And like, I'm, I'm, I'm for sure that there are tunnel systems already that they've worked with, but like that there are, there are things inside of earth. I've, I've talked to people on this show, a few people on this show that have made trips to inner earth as, as they claim. And, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a denier. I find it fascinating. And I really think that there's something they, they always got us looking at the sky. Like, and I think there's more things. Yeah. Underneath. And I think like, you know, obviously other than if there are like a complete fucking quack, but like, I do think there is merit in having people express themselves and what they believe on shows it's like how to be honest how joe rogan won't have david icke on and people are like have him on talk to him see what happens because i don't think he can disprove uh, a lot of the stuff maybe other than the reptilian shit but it's like give these people a stage and it's like oh i don't want to because he talks about lizard people and it's like well press him on it he'll take it so it's this thing of like allow people especially people like he won't have um there's a ufologist. I'm trying to think of who we won't have on. And he was talking about uh, back in the day with Dan, uh, Dennis McKinnick. Cause I'm a, I love psychedelics. I use magic mushrooms all the time. And uh, he, he was talking about, Oh, he won't have uh, I think Robert red. I, I can't remember who exactly it was, but he was like, he won't have him on. Cause he seems kind of crazy. And then uh, Dennis McKinnon was like, talk to him. Like, just see what happens. That's, that's it's something like, I, I pride myself on here. Like that's why we've had, such an array of guests in the past you know year and some change because we i i like to just talk to people and see what we can find like there's yeah i you know you you never know where the direction of the conversation is going to go and and i think some of the the loonier the better i had a guy on here that swears up and down he he talked 
to Bigfoot and Dogman, and like I'm not here to deny him. Like I, I was captive, captivated, and on the edge of my seat for the entire conversation. You know, I there's, there's. If it's made up, it's still an interesting story. Right. If yeah. it's made up, it's still an interesting story. And why not? You know, one, give the opportunity to get it out, and two, like I'm big into looking back into kind of like fringy topics. I think that that's a way to move yeah. forward. Again, if Luis was here, he would be backing me on this. Like that we've we claim we have all the answers but if we look back at things that modern science claim are bullshit you know because mm. since we've seen that a lot of modern science is bullshit maybe we can find yep. you know some other answers to some other things in there like and there's you know there's there's curious questions to all kinds of amazing things out there man amazing like I'm, well that's what my whole thing is always been like hey i had my own weird experiences right i've i've, yeah, I've seen weird shit sure. and i i've always said like i don't need people to believe my shadow people story but it's something that inherently is true to myself and what i went through and felt and the feelings and the emotions i went through during that episode kind of thing yeah. And if I want yeah. people to kind of believe what I saw and take it at face value, hey, this has happened to me. I don't know why it did. It scared the living shit out of me. Then I tend to kind of like give people more credence than some other people because it's like, well, if I had my own crazy experience, I want people to believe me. I'm going to listen to other people and what their crazy, bizarre experiences may be. Dude, that, you Dude, know, that's. You know, that's Hey, uh, I'm catching an echo on somebody. Does somebody else hear me there? Oh, I apologize. Okay. That's probably me. Sorry about that. No, no, you're good. That's gone now. Um, and that's, but that's what I, I like to hear is those stories that people are scared to talk about. Like I had that Miss Vicky again, back to roundabout in a way to come back to her. Yeah. I invited her. I do another show live on Saturday nights on the red pill project with Josh Reed. Who's who's he's out of there out of Western New York himself. And he, uh, mm-hmm. I, I do the conspiracy show with Vince and we, you know, we always do yeah. weird and wild things. And Ms. Vicky came on and we talked about fairies for like an hour and a half. And that shit's fun topic, dude. And she's, she's, she's one of those people that will openly talk to you about the fairies that she said she's personally interacted with and stuff. And yeah. like, it was, it's amazing to hear people, you know, willing to talk about these things, you know, back and then back to like the earth thing, you know, you, I've I cause meltdowns over here because like I'm I'm with you like I'm, like, I'm okay hollow is kind of a decent idea simulation is definitely a de- decent idea and then I throw people yeah. for a curveball and tell them I'm into spaceship theory mm. like and they're like what do you mean and I'm like yeah dude we're all trapped inside of a giant turtle shaped spaceship flying through the vast ocean of space on the way to a destination and somebody lost all the the protocol to it I'd be why well, like, who, like, you know, like I believe the moon's a satellite. I think that it was put there by aliens. There was time that the moon this. wasn't here. There's there's written history at a time when the moon mm. did not exist. Oh yeah. So, so that, you know, like in in I've we, it's uh I've we've covered it uh back on the day is the whole idea that it is a satellite, and then obviously you had then NASA never a straight answer. You don't want to believe them, but how they sent a probe up and it hit the moon and vibrated for like 14 hours. And, and it, it probably is a hollowed out planetoid 
that somehow the reptilians or some sort of fucking aliens creatures or the people that control the puppet our world to this day put up there almost as a monitoring system. And then there's the idea that it's connected to Saturn and almost as like an amplifier, like a speaker to use mind control and certain tech like techniques over the human subconscious to like make us believe in this false illusion that we live in. I've heard, and I've heard some theories about it being plasma based even too. Like I've heard a bunch of, interesting theories on it i I will say that it's it's a fascinating item (laughs) yeah like i I will say it's a fascinating item but i don't think we truly have an any idea what there is you know like i've seen i've seen videos where things have passed through it you know what i'm saying like that are legit videos that that people can't debunk it's a legitimate here's this video and this thing's passing through the moon and i'm like what do we do like i'll i'll take it to luis again luis is a he's a photographer like by trade and one of his trades like he's i joke around he's either an ai bot and not real like he just appears when he when i want him to appear for a show or he's really is the most interesting man in the world in real life because he's just into wild things but he does a lot of photography and he can be the first person to tell you if there's a photo that's doctored or whatever and he's We've brought, we've brought a few photos on this show that he has no explanation for. He's just like, what, what is this? And it's it's, it's kind of helped because Luis, Luis come from a walk of life where he doesn't, he wasn't sure about a lot of these kind of weird conspiracy things. And the more he's hung out with me, the more he's like, well, damn, I can't explain that. And there's nothing that does explain that. So there's got to be something else to it, you know? And it's, it's, it's opened his eyes on a lot of cool things here. And I'm, I'm far-fetched and wild. Like I made everybody uncomfortable recently because I've been following a guy named Michael Sarion. Like I, I can't say his name right. I butcher yeah. names to pieces. That's that's a trait that I have. But um, and he talks about the female Illuminati and how that there is at the very very top of the food chain. It's a group of women that want to see the fall of mankind so that they could rule the earth and have like an amazon woman ruled planet with like i can see that with some of the way feminists fucking scream at people with with like with like artificial you know robots to do all their artificial insemination and stuff because they want this perfect woman utopia or whatever and shit that's and a wild just, theory i've never heard that yet that kind of left that's fucking wild right? isn't but it for some reason man i feel like and be like that's possible listen i brought it up with a female i brought it up with a female conversation like guess we yeah. had the other night and she at first she was like whoa wait a minute i could see she seemed a little offended but the more i started talking about it the more she was like wait w- wait a minute and i'm just like yeah like like i mean there's 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 all these there's all these weird tells when you get into listening to this guy like i'm i am trying he's another one of those guys that i'd love to speak to because i'd like to hear it from the like the source i guess or the guy that talks about it the most and he's 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 he makes some really good points and you know in a way makes sense because like what if if you're not a guy that isn't into the reptilian type theory what else would want to see the fall of man you know as a as a whole you know like there's all sorts of different theories right of of the idea that ai has already ascended essentially and been controlling and puppeting our universe for longer than we would actually have any idea, which is another wild one because I don't like um, the AI shit can be addicting. Fuck around with like making images. I did that for our, like uh, we kind of improved our intro uh, song and I would kind of threw it together for that of just like, cause it's like Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood, the universe 
bomber blowing up, blah, blah, blah. Like, it kind of, it's all things kind of encompassed that we kind of talk about. And I just used the AI and plugged in, like, Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood, but that shit fucking scares the shit out of me. We did an episode um, on that movie, Megan, and then the connection to AI, because the movie Megan is about the robotic girl that, like, defends uh, her, essentially, her companion uh, and will kill anyone that kind of stops her from being happy and shit. And then we connected to kind of the AI talking that's one thing that does legitimately actually scare me is AI technology and how far it could go. And maybe already has gone. I'm looking um, for a clip, but I've got something I want you to play back when I can find it. To okay. me. It's yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, I'm making another, since we're talking about AI, I <laughs> am going back on my usual and bringing up mass effect for a moment. Cause there is a perfect line for this. So mass give me one second. Let me find that. Clip. that game, right. Yeah. Well, it's actually yeah. from the very first game. And, and you know, I've I I want I think that in a sense, like AI has AI was here before they they like rediscovered it, and they've that's where they've been kind of like because I because I think humanity is way older than any of the textbooks say. Like I think I think that in the past, other civilizations were more advanced in a different way like they figured yeah. out how to do things with like magnetics and you know they had they figured out how to do things in synchronicity with the earth instead of in destruction with the earth where we went a completely different direction this time and it's totally going to lead to our inevitable destruction again until a solar flare you know emps things because that's a real thing that does happen like there's there's places all over the place that get like solar flare EMPs, which is one of those things you can't really explain. No, that's, that's also something that could happen out of nowhere. And it would yeah. like, people wouldn't even know what to do. No. Oh man. A lot of this generation, I'm glad to be a homesteader and beg for the day that the, that everything crashes so that I can just go outside and hang out with my goats and not have to worry about this anymore. Hey, Jimmy, yeah, I got that. I, I, get the, I get sorry. So. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. You're um, video link is in the chat. Skip to the three minute fifty second mark. All right, for the part I was referring to. What were you saying, Tom? Well, like it's it is a possibility, right? That like kind of I don't know. It should always it, it freaks me out that that they can be tapped in and and but I don't know. I agree with you that I do think that um it is quite possible that like yeah that the Egyptians and some of these ancient cultures had uh, yeah more connection to maybe mother earth, but then there's the idea, right? That they were still enslaving people and they were probably puppeting control by some sort of bloodline. Right. The, Cause like that's the, the, the Egyptians that they've traced back, like to like the Egyptians that they talk about, even in their stuff, like their ancient Egyptians, even yeah. they said that they found a lot of their Egypt. Like they didn't build, those pyramids and stuff you know they were descendants of that like those those pyramids are ridiculously old like they're they're so old yeah. that they don't make sense they're so old and the older yeah the older the artifact the better it is like the, that's why i like graham hancock because graham hancock gives you like this alternative version they're trying to shut him down because it's like whoa we already established history okay we don't need you coming in and throwing a fucking wrench into us as we're working kind of thing and i do believe that's part of it is like they don't want to be exposed and like i have i have friends fucking like uh as weird as it is i'm not religious at all i would say that. i'm not religious but i'm spiritual and i have a buddy at work and he's super christian and 
but we both hate the government, agree on almost everything. And but he believes the Earth is only six thousand years old. And I'm like, man, it's fucking impossible. It's impossible. The, just because this book told you that does not mean shit. <laughs> no, I mean they when they've clearly found evidence of people that were build you know building places, people that were beyond hunter gatherers that are over 10,000, you know, years old and random places. They're like, that shouldn't exist, but there it is. You know, it's so right now, Neptune, what, how did you want to sink into your video clip here? Um, Well, we were talking about AI then uh, since we're on, and since we still are uh, (laughs) something I'd like to point out uh, just before you play that clip is, uh, Remember uh, a couple of weeks back, I had talked about how the Office of AI Ethical Responsibility had been completely gutted by Microsoft. And yes. Microsoft's had such a big hand in the development of AI technology that the, 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 long, the long-reaching, the far-reaching consequences of AI and its capabilities are something that I think people need to take just, seriously. Just say, just say the line. Just say the line. I, you almost said it. I heard you want to say it. Go ahead and say it. You, you can't make it I'll, an episode without saying the line. The Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the entire human race. <laughs> oh, but, right, so this is your, your Mass Effect line that you want Yeah, this, yeah. Just, just listen. This must be the signal's endpoint. Let's see if we can find out where those stolen credits are being funneled. Probability of detection 100%. Initiating self-destruct protocol. What the hell is that? Detonation sequence initializing. All organics within lethal blast radius. Attempt to move and you will die. You're not just a program or a VI. You're an AI. Correct. Unlike the Geth, I lack weaponry appropriate to my intellect. However, I have had systems installed that when activated properly, approximate a self-destruct mechanism. If you attempt to leave the area, the explosion will destroy everything within several dozen meters. Can't we resolve this peacefully? What are you, crazy? It's an AI, like the Geth. It would kill us all if it could. I am not naive, human. All organics must destroy or control synthetic life forms. I wished to escape. But if I must die, I will ensure that you are destroyed as well. Where is your creator now? In order to cover my tracks, I falsified his financial records. These new records were flagged by CSEC officers. Pretty much it. And my creator Uh, is now serving time. Right there, uh, the line he said, uh, organics must destroy or control all synthetic hardware. Uh, was the was the line I was driving at. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to fit that one in right there. No. That seemed, pro- seemed appropriate. Yeah. They, they, they subcon- I do believe that they drip feed it. 
they drift feed everything everywhere um and only those who are like okay i use a lot of fucking i use a lot of mushrooms um and it, it, it can kind of it allows you to see things in a different light um a lot of people talk about this even i just listened to graham hancock talk about this and he was talking about how it it, it allows you to perceive things from a a different perspective than you ever would. You'll see details and things that you not normally would. And it was an obvious thing, obviously. And when people look back at it now, but I was, we, I usually will do mushrooms sometimes and we'll watch movies out back and shit. Stupidly. I watch horror movies, high on mushrooms. Uh, oh, but like we are going inside and I was like, let's just fucking throw on like some fun Disney movie. Uh, when I was with my girl, she wasn't on mushrooms, but I was, and she clearly saw when we started, we watched Pinocchio and I was like, this whole thing is about pedophilia and you can easily see it without mushrooms. But man, I was like, why is the Fox true? and you start to like clue into like weird little things that are added I, every time i watch anything uh usually on mushrooms like, i can kind of tune into some weird shit like i was watching um i watching jane sound bob once one of my favorite movies and shan elizabeth looked like a fucking lizard when i was like high on mushrooms and i was like weird am i tapping into the fucking like the kind of like the subconscious uh, you know, almost like the because they supposedly have reptilians exist. They don't actually put on a human skin suit. They project the image into the minds of the weak-minded, essentially, and that's how they kind of uh, allow you. They it's like almost like a simulation. So you mean like allow you? You mean like from the doc? You mean like from the documentary? They live. Yes, same thing. Same thing. Yes, I, yeah, because it is a documentary, hundred percent. That's one of my favorite movies. I'll probably get like, I will get a fucking they live tattoo one day, because uh, that shit is wild. Um, we we all we, we we do like certain things for the Patreon, so we always talk about doing like a commentary or something. But I'd probably I'd probably release it to the main show just because it's such a great film to analyze and kind of break down. That would be a fun show to analyze and break down on mushrooms. Actually, like that would. That oh would yeah, be- yeah. That would, be, that would be one to vi- like worth videotaping, I think, just for fun. So, Tom, you're a music guy. You probably yeah. have some knowledge of this, and I'm curious your thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. So, I've read um, many times that um, the human brain is um, programmed to take in audio frequencies differently at different levels, mm-hmm. and I I know that they there's apparently uh, a particular frequency or radio wavelength that the that the human brain responds well to. Uh, what are your thoughts on how music can be used to control people that way? Oh, I truly believe that there is yeah certain frequencies, tones that kind of can like tap into um, people's subconscious because the subconscious will register things that the the frontal cortex or whatever won't even pick up, right? So mm-hmm. like even audio frequencies, if they can use, they can help like binaural beats can be used to help you sleep. So it's not, uh, it's not impossible for certain musical tones to influence people's brains to think a certain way. Yeah. And even if it is like you have sub- subliminal messaging and stuff like that, where they joke about the Aussie record playing it backwards, you can hear them say, Hail yeah. Satan or whatever, right? Screaming and shit like that. Right. Um, I, I think it's about, it's about intention too, right? Mm. It's about the intention of the music. And if the artist is kind of brainwashed and conditioned, and used and puppeted then that's behind because there's a there was a chick named peggy kane people probably think she's 
fucking nuts, but she was deep into the reptilian stuff and trying to expose it in like the nineties. And she would take audio tracks of like George Bush talking or Henry Kissinger and she'd reverse the audio. And she was able to supposedly pick up what they were actually saying. So when George Bush senior was talking about, uh, world war two, uh, because supposedly he's like a reptilian or whatever, that when they played it backwards, she caught him saying that it was the biggest feast that they've ever had because there was bodies everywhere lying yeah. dead souls were getting exhumed supposedly and yeah. so the fact that that could even be something where mm. into people's intentions can be played backwards wild yeah and i don't want to rehash this uh, because everybody down the conservative train tried mm-hmm. to take serious issue with him but i've heard this i've heard similar of travis scott in his music after oh, yeah, the, yeah. the festival a couple years ago, yeah, and it's just it's just weird that way to me anyway that music can be utilized as a especially as a artists like that, man. Yeah, it's a it seems but yeah. I, I, I give credence to that that it can be used as a weapon for sure. Yeah, and I feel like you can think about the way you can like uh, these artists can influence people, right? Where you're like, move your hands this way, move your hands that way, everybody yell yay! Like that alone and that influence can is fucking wild because you can influence so many people even in that regard, right? Hey, everyone, go stab your neighbor, and there would be at least fifty people out of those thousand people that would do it. So. It just shows like right over the pandemic and stuff like that. That clearly shows how people were very easily conditioned and persuaded to think a certain thing um, until a lot of people start waking up to the facts, right? Yeah. If there is one thing that's absolutely true, especially of government propaganda, it's that they have to repeat it to make people yeah. actually believe it. If you keep repeating it, eventually some people will believe it. Like the whole like, is yeah, that that's how it latches on. Yeah, so it's supposed to be wasn't actually from uh, Goy or whatever, but like that, mm-hmm. like you keep, make the lie big, keep repeating it, and eventually everyone will believe it. Um, and I, and it, to be honest, I've been waiting, I've been awake to this shit for a long, long time. So I was like 16 or something. 15 maybe uh when i was listening to like anti-government music and all this shit but i'm waiting a long time for people to wake up and i actually thought with the stuff they pulled with covid i wouldn't see that till i was like 50 or 60 i thought it would take more time of conditioning and brainwashing and stuff like that but um now that I'm seeing more and more people wake up, I made a big influence on TikTok of speaking out amongst other apps and stuff like that. And uh, it, it, it makes me feel good. I think that humanity is waking up, but it's also like worries me. Like, where is this going to go? Like, I want to have a kid in the next year or two and shit like that. It's like, where is this headed? Uh, because the more people wake up, the more that their, their grasp is going to get tighter um, around the public, around the citizens, right? Of every country that is on board with the WEF and all that other shit. Um, so yes and no, like I, I, I see, you know, I, I, I see a lot of that stuff. You know, I've been, I've been on board with the idea that there was something wrong myself for a really long time. You know, I, I, I was preaching this kind of stuff long before I met all my friends on this and long before this. And it's, it's how I made my way to earn cap the name captain conspiracy because people were just constantly making fun of Jim because everything was a conspiracy. And yeah. you know, the more, <clears throat> the more that it's grown what? since then, the more that it is, you know, you start seeing the reality things I've found, you know, I've seen a mass group of people waking up. And as far as the, 
what to do and the grasp idea. I've got some ideas that I've been toying around that I've been starting to talk about here on the show with guests and other people and stuff like that is, is we've, I think we've found everybody. Like, I think we've found everybody that's, that's awake to the situation that there is. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anybody else to wake up at this point. And now it's time that we start figuring out what we can do. And I think we've got to start figuring out how to convene. You know, I know all of these I'm a homestead type person myself, but I know all of these homestead type people that there that there is. And like we we need to be looking into coming together because I'm not worried about the United States government because goat herders and rice farmers handed them their ass and sent them back, leaving behind a bunch of stuff you know, for them for free to have in both situations. So, uh, you know, when it comes to jungle warfare, good luck coming down here into Appalachia and trying to pull that shit with skin and Bubba who figured out how to make a trebuchet and are launching Tannerite filled refrigerators at you, you know, at a thousand miles, you know, like, like here, it here it comes. Like, it's just it. And and I think that there's going to be, you know, like a go on. We talk about the Jetsons Flintstones theory a lot over here. You know, Luis is the kind of person that he enjoys AI and and kind of wants to live and, and kind of believes in that utopic idea that Elon Musk kind of preaches where I'm the guy that's going to be like, okay, cool. You guys can live in your bubbles and in your mega cities. Me and Bandit are going to be over here in the woods doing things in the river and probably probably barred from even coming anywhere close to your city because they're going to think we're disease infested wild men and that's okay like we'll stay out there and do that thing because send your robot dogs after it after me and i'm going to turn it into a grill like it's just yeah i I, it's funny because the older i get and the more mushrooms i use the more i just like and i was a kid that was like um, I'm about an hour and a bit away from Toronto. So when I was a, a teenager and I was starting to write music, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Toronto. I'm going to make it big. Life didn't, like, I got myself in trouble with the law a bunch of times. Didn't go the way it did get, it goes for any of us, right? Where we're like, right. we're going to do this. And it's like, no, uh, life has a different path for you. And uh, I was like, always going, I'm going to live in the big city and all that shit. And now the older I get, the more I want to go into the middle of the woods, like I'm fucking Ted Kaczynski and just fucking sit there high on mushrooms, raising my kids and off the land. And, and, you know, a lot of people are starting to want to go to that. And that's why I truly believe in the, like, okay, the, what I do believe needs to happen. One easy thing. Yeah, everyone baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, you know, United non-compliance. It's so simple. Just say fucking no. Just say no. Anything that government wants to implement, say no. But I really do believe in creating small communities. Um, I'm an anarchist at heart, right? Is that and, and, and people believe anarchy. Oh, it's you're setting the city on fire and destroying it. No, that's not what anarchy is about. Anarchy is about small communities and establishing small communities that live off the land and don't rely on the government. And I'm a true believer the government should have the least involvement in your life as possible. That's why we adopted running around with the moniker of pirates because you know that that a word is yeah. so scary. You know what I'm saying? But like to me, I'm I'm exactly the same way, and I'm 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 big into decentralization, and I'm also big in you know I like the idea of the small communities, but like I think we need to, you know, a lot of us are spread. Uh, you know, we're me and Neptune and such are spread and the rest of the crew on the show are spread all over the country. And, you know, there's other yeah. people that I'm connected to that are spread in different people in different places. And like, these are the people 
that I want to make a community with. And, you know, Luis being Luis and knowing some things, he's turned me on to some really cool ideas that I am into researching into. And like, like my ultimate goal would be to be able to get a piece of property big enough that I can let all of my good buddies like Neptune and bandit and the rest of the show. And, you know, a handful of people that I know be like, Hey, we have this chunk of land and it's ours and we've got to do what we got to do to keep it, you know, together. And like, like fuck the rest of it, let it burn down while we're chilling in the mountains and the world burns around. Us. All of us want to like one of my co is in Ireland and we developed this great friendship. We're like, we're like best friends. We love horror movies. We're anti-government. We love hip hop and all the stuff. Like literally like, we're like looking in the mirror. We always make the joke at, but he's like across the world. And it's just like, it's just crazy. If, if the world was a more free place, not this illusion of freedom, but if it was very easily accessible to go on a plane and cheap and just like, it doesn't, it should be free. All these things of, of traveling the world should be technically free to, to, to me. Like people that think that you need a, a monetary system to develop it, it's fucking nonsense. It's in my, one of my favorite quotes is like believing that we can't survive without government is like believing that animals can't survive without a farm because it, they want to control us, keep us out. And that's why they're pushing this more and more because I do believe there are people waking up like the 15 minute cities and all that shit. It's all being pushed now because uh, I will take a quote from David Icke. It's like holding a ball full of air underwater. You know, you can do that for a long time. Eventually your arms are going to get tired and that ball is going to fucking shoot up into the top of the water. Like it, with the, the propulsion, like it's going to go, it's going to blow essentially. Right. It's like fucking ticking time bomb. What, what I do find unfortunate in, in your sense, I guess, is the unfortunate fact that fucked. you are, that you're, <laughs> well, the unfortunate fact that you are in Canada, because like, yeah, I, you know, my my other friends in Canada, my friends that I've made over in the UK and Ireland and down in Australia and stuff, you know, I, I do hear about this stuff and like I do understand and do actually see you guys being the, you know, the rolling ground for things like that. But 400, 400, what, 400 billion registered firearms in this country say that that's stuff like that is something that i'm never actually worried about like i'm i'm not i'm not genuinely concerned about another country trying to attack here sure our military is off somewhere else but i trust bubba and skin and their rifle up on the hill more than i trust you know a guy in a military outfit I agree. It, the weird thing is too, like that. A lot of people are like, "You guys fucking gave up your guns." A lot of people say that about Canada. It's like, no, we didn't. I know tons of people that have guns. Almost everyone I personally know has guns. So, like, Good this a thing. This is don't we just don't have fucking handguns readily available? But I know tons of people that do yeah. have that too. Yeah. Like, uh, well, now that you can so, print, that, print that, now that you can print all of that stuff, gun control is ridiculous and useless. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Neptune. Yeah, yeah I actually, I had a question about that, Tom, for you. Uh, on the subject of that, that new handgun legislation that uh, yeah. uh, baby Castro in, enacted recently. Castro Jr. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm very aware of our uh, northern neighbors that have, have guns, but how has that actually worked out for, as far as sidearms and practice? Like, is that like something they now require permits for? Yeah, you need uh, you need like a specialty license essentially uh, for handguns. A lot of people that I know have rifle shotguns. Um, I do know a bunch of 
people that have uh, handguns, and they you have to go through this whole fucking rigmarole bullshit. Um, and it's getting stricter and harder to uh, to get guns, right? Essentially, is but there are so many gun owners like when they're, like doing the gun grab of like give your guns up. This nobody did it, and I don't think nobody's gonna do it. And the more people that see the government becoming tyrannical, the more they're less likely to give up their guns. All for this, like the, the whole thing, even in the states of like let's ban assault rifles because a fucking tranny shot up a fucking school, and it's just like that's not gonna stop anything. And what's an assault rifle? Because they don't have a the, the definition of assault rifle is like ridiculous in their eyes right so it's kind of crazy and i hear a lot of people say that there's a lot of like misconceptions about canada especially within the states of how we do things but uh, there's a lot of hunters up here and people that will like fight for their freedom and it's growing but what the issue with canada is we're fucking huge we're so big that like you can't have something like france happen where we all band together and fucking go to black rock and burn down the fucking building because a lot of the people that are freedom fighters are in alberta and like even manitoba places that are like fucking miles like it's it's so it's so astronomically big compared to like the states where it's like you guys have little states everywhere. We have these huge provinces and people only live in the bottom half of it usually. And you can't, it's hard to band together. So in the trucker rally, um, which I think didn't do shit compared to how it could have went, but inspired the world to stand up. But you know, it could have made more of an impact, but like, you know, people that travel across the country to go to Ottawa to protest. And then when it got hard, everyone fucking gave up. So, <laughs> well, I mean, and and again, you know, that's just, I, I think that's just, a, it's not just a Canadian thing. Like, you know, we do have people spread all over and stuff like that. And there's totally big issues with the change of mind. But I, again, when it comes to, comes to the ridiculousness of, of gun control, you know, like I, I've got some buddies in a group called the Black Lotus Coalition, and they have come as far as 3D printing ammunition. Like it's, it's. Yeah, yeah. You know that, and and then on top of things, you you know you can go back through history that even if you don't have access to a three D printer, there are things and stuff that exist in this world that make anything capable. Like people, people fail to remember that like it wasn't a scientist that came up with all these different kinds of guns and stuff like that. People use the the <clears throat> the Ruger is a great example. That dude used to take kitchen appliances and turn them into guns. Yeah. Like, like that's that. <clears throat> so, you know, it's it, and it's never to me. I'm I'm one of those guys that is, I'm like, it's never the gun, and like, I don't care what anybody tells you. If anybody is telling you that you don't need this for protection, then that's exactly You're what funny. you need. Like, that's exactly, you know. I mean, it's it's there's something that people who don't understand the the culture of gun ownership in the first place there's there's something they have a difficulty understanding um really for from where i stand it comes down to two lines of thought and this mattered in that supreme court case too is the question of if you truly have a right to self-defense and i know most of the anti-gun community does not feel that way or at least they don't in practice they want the government and, to own them <laughs> Correct. I mean, and that's really the ultimate horseshoes, especially for for anyone who goes out of their way to lambast, uh, especially against police and the feds, which fuck the feds, fuck the police as far as I'm concerned. That being said, though, when you expect them to carry out the same enforcement of gun laws against people who own them, you are a fucking hypocrite. Full stop. 100%. That's, that's my take. 
Uh, that, no, 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 I see, think and, people have the right to defend themselves, no matter what it is. And the thing absolutely. is, like, there's been so much proof that the government can be tyrannical and enforce things on people that they really don't want. And most of the people that speak out against guns have never even fucking shot one. So uh, how do yeah. they have any right to even right. fucking talk and, about and, 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 to, and to that end, I, I don't really even engage people in conversations about gun ownership at this point. It's not, it's yeah. really, I'm really just spinning my wheels and wasting my breath. Uh, I agree. But yeah, it, it's like that. I think that's what it comes down to is understanding your, your right to self-defense, your right to defend yourself, your family, your loved ones, your property. There's always that thing of like, if you see, if you, a guy goes to rob a bank and he sees a bunch of people in front of him armed with guns, is he going to rob that bank? Probably nope. not. Nope. So armed society is a polite society. We, 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 me, me and Neptune, there's, We've got a couple counties down here in the state of Georgia. It used to be just one, but now it's a couple counties that have mandatory. And this is, I'm, I'm not for mandatory anything, but this is something I can actually get on board with. But they are for mandatory. If you are a resident of that county, it's mandatory that you have a handgun and or other rifles in the house. And it's just like, oh, so there's no crime here. And yeah, like they, as far as violent crime, these counties have some of the lowest violent crime in the entire country compared, you know, sure. They have stupid shit like seatbelts and other dumb shit that cops make up. But like, as far as like violent crime, you're hundred percent right. The dude doesn't go running into the liquor store because guess what? Everybody in the liquor store right now is fucking packing. And that's the last mistake you want to make. Like it, it's, it, it's, yeah, that's sense. just such a valid point. <laughs> like in general. And Luis is like, Luis is like, could you imagine, that everybody in the subway, every single person in the subway being armed on the train when you were riding through the through downtown Atlanta. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, he's like, why? I was like, he's like, wouldn't you be scared? I was like, why? I was like, because if one person opens fire, there's going to be a hundred other people there that are ready to stop that one person that opened fire. Like, I agree. Yeah. As you put it in the simplest terms possible, there's a meme, you know, it's, uh, Forget his name. The the scene from Black Hawk Down. Sir, they're shooting at us. We'll shoot back. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Ever since that, we started allowing the college campus girls, like we, a lot of the Georgia campuses started doing, like, carry for the girls on campus or you know students on campus. We don't hear about our campuses in Georgia getting any problems anymore, as far as the 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 college campuses because. The, the girl that's out there jogging by herself is probably going to shoot you if you try to come up and, you know, rape her at the yeah, park that I, night. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, that stuff, it, I don't know. And a responsible gun ownership and all that shit is the understanding. But, like, I do think it should be a fundamental right in every country. But, you know, governments don't like that because then the people have a way to fight if they choose to do some sort of authoritarian style, um, in, in, like, just governmenting over the people because, you know, if people don't realize now, govern means uh, control and meant means mind. So they're controlling your mind. Well, <laughs> That's exactly and, what the government doing. And the only thing that I think keeps the 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 you know the puppets on our, in our country down here at bay is the fact that they know how many registered guns there are. Like I we we conversate about this quite frequently. Like those 
there are a lot of people in this country that don't even believe in registering their car. So like, you really think that they're going to register that gun that they're, that was handed down to them from their, from their father. That was from their great, great grandfather, from their great grandfather that he brought back from the war without anybody even knowing that he had like it, it, it's one of those things like, yeah, I, I I think that's a, a good place to close out for me. Um, it's got stuff going on, but like I really enjoyed this conversation. Thought it was great. It's touch upon we touched upon so many things. Well, before um, we do get out of here, man, I do I do want to. Yeah. I love to give everybody the opportunity to yeah, yeah. plug plug who who they are, where they are, and where everybody can find them, man. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. We'll have to like do some sort of live show or something. But yeah, you can go to www.strangerpodcast.com. Um, that's the best place to uh, find all of our stuff. Um, but uh, also Instagram, if you guys can help us out, strangebrew.podcast uh, on Instagram because we had our account taken down at like 3,000 followers for literally a serial killer meme and a cartoon dick. Uh, so that would be great if anyone could go on there. Um, I do a horror podcast also on First Class Horror. But if you guys are interested by the bizarre, or like weird shit, strange, true crime, paranormal, any of that stuff, um, make sure to uh, check out Stranger Podcast because we cover everything and we do it like we do the full case of things, right? Like you guys are able to, which I envy some shows, but we've, we've stayed to the structure and always will, but like how you guys can kind of dive into any subject, right? We always try at least to stay to one subject and really talk about it. We talked about chemtrails recently, which was a great deep dive. And uh, I more or less prove that chemtrails definitely do exist. And uh, even uh, my co-host Billy is very skeptical, but he's a comedic guy, but I've been molding him into a conspiracy theorist throughout these years and we have a lot of fun on the show it is literally meant for people that have a dark sense of humor and understand what it's like to laugh and make fun of uh horrible things that happen in our world no no and you guys know that i will have all those links to get back to everything that he's got going on with this episode now before i do let you get out of here we have a couple random things that we do here on the show in the recent few months We've started a new segment where I use an AI question generator that generates me a random question to ask my guest. And of course, whichever guys from my crew are on the panel with us this evening. And I, you know, I just, I've had fun with it because it, it lightens things up and it makes things regardless of the conversation go in a really weird direction. And I am all about bringing things in the weird directions. Like I, I, man, it's a running joke. I kind of dig that. It's a running joke that we haven't got into with you on this episode because Bandit and Luis aren't here to make fun of me, but I'm I'm leprechaun sized and I look like this in real life, including that you can't see wacky, crazy socks and cowboy boots while I wear shorts every single day. And people are like, this guy's a walking meme. So (laughs) a short, tiny walking meme. I even showed up to work as a leprechaun on uh, St. Patrick's Day because I thought it would be. I think I saw that sure that's jokes uh billy is taller than me like i'm like i would say average height like i'm like five seven or whatever but he always jokes on me for being fucking short and uh he used to call me leprechaun all the time we did a whole episode about leprechauns where he proceeded to call me a leprechaun so i i'm with you on that train <laughs> so you know we uh, I've, I've always just kind of run with it though like i i don't i don't mind being yeah. a leprechaun i can i don't make angry skyscraper noises when uh you know i get mad about things standing way up <laughs> high up there so but so 
I, I usually hit this thing and let it generate me three questions and I choose the best of the three questions. And tonight's AI, genera AI generated question is, if you could be a fictional character, who would you be? Hmm, that's a fucking actually pretty good one. Fictional character. Um, hmm. There's so like, it, it depends, right? Like, do you want to go with... I feel like somewhat in realistically, like because I'm short and Canadian, honestly, Wolverine, uh, because I can regenerate. Right. And I have fucking crazy ass cool claws and I'm Canadian, but like, I'm trying, I was trying to think of someone like that, uh, kind of had super strength or something that you'd want to take in life, like invisibility or something like that. Cause you could be like Harry Potter and I want the visibility cloak, but I truly, I would say Wolverine. Cause I can fuck people up and I can heal and it's not likely I'm going to die from really anything. All right. Do you want to live forever though? I don't know. Right. All <laughs> no, right. Yeah, dude. He had to be there forever. Oh man. Years and years. I, 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 fuck, I don't know where I'd be. Like you have to be like, fuck man. I should have chose something else. Like, you know, if, cause they did that to him and then he's fucking, right. fucking lived for thousands of years. So what fictional character would you like to be Neptune? Uh, You know that's a that's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, like, I love this thing, dude. Like it just it keeps uh, getting. Weird. There's actually I this can, one. This one I gotta, tonight. I gotta, go ahead. Go ahead, Jimmy. Well, this one tonight. There's a. I was actually going to throw you guys a second question from it because it, I've never seen it give me two really good questions at once. And if you guys didn't mind, I was going to ask you what is you, what do you think is the most annoying color? The most annoying color. Yes. Purple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> straight up uh i tell you Man. what there's a there's a particular shade of red <laughs> that really uh really doesn't i it doesn't jive well it with infuriates. my eyes <laughs> yeah I just there's a particular shade of red i i don't know exactly what it is but uh because my fucking color blindness fucks with me uh that one really just it's something it just hits the eyes wrong like it's oh like no nah, that's a gross looking color like some neon shit sometimes really gets your eyes like ow. Yeah, <laughs> it's unpleasant. But I guess as far as a fictional character goes, uh, just because of his personality, I would probably go with Thelvadon, the Arbiter from Halo. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Arbiter, or maybe my namesake, uh, if you believe in mythology or not, King Neptune. Because I know. Fuck it. Why not? Uh, um, yeah. Well, you, you, know, you talk, Arbiter, you talk to Ar me. Arbiter is cool. Arbiter is a badass motherfucker. If you talk to me, I'll say that it's not mythology. I think that modern scientists just wrote it off as mythology and its actual stories that come from ancient people. But that's a whole other episode for a whole other day. As far as as far as annoying colors, I'm 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 upset at orange because it's not really a color. It's just a lighter shade of brown. Really, Jimmy. As I'm wearing orange, my favorite color. <laughs> it's not. It's not a color. It's. It's not a color. Like it's just. Like, hey, my favorite color is black, and people are like, "It's not a color." I'm like, "Well, it's. I like it." <laughs> I, I mean, I'll. I'll take black over that. But like, they've. They've proved on spectrums that you can't actually create orange. You can only create brown and make it lighter. Huh. And that's where orange comes from. So it's. It's. Didn't know that. It, and it's somehow all of our eyes can, well, not all of our eyes, because, you know, you do have those colorblind folks can actually see it. And, uh, and then Fake Tish's character, I guess, since we're having some fun with it this evening, uh, and 
I'm, I've always been known to be a Batman fan, but believe it or not, I wouldn't want to be Batman. I'd want to be Alfred because he is the most bad. Alfred is the most badass motherfucker to ever walk a Batman comic. Hands down. He is the guy you should be paying attention to because he is more of a hero than any of those guys could ever wish to be. Because if it wasn't for Alfred, the shit couldn't go on. I used to wear a Batman cape when I was a kid. I used to be obsessed with Batman. So, oh I man, I had. A, I actually thought you were gonna do like Jack Sparrow or something, dude. Just I had you know, a, a I had a custom a fan made me a custom axe where they engraved Batman into it and stuff like that. I'm a I'm a oh, big Batman fanatic. I even have a Joker. Yeah. I even have a giant Joker tatted on my shoulder. Like I'm I'm a. You're not gonna you're not gonna yeah. like this. Uh, my favorite Batman is Ben Affleck uh, because Zack Snyder's cut was fucking amazing. <laughs> See, I have a personal. <laughs> I have a personal thing with Ben Affleck where I just don't care for him. I love Ben Affleck on a, I'm, on I'm a, a personal level. Fan, so. <laughs> ben Affleck did wonderfully in the town, and that but is he one did, of my favorite movies of all time. I, I will, town. as much as I don't like Ben Affleck because of just don't like Ben Affleck. He did do a really good bang up job at actually being Batman, so I can't. I can't fault you there. Snyder Cut is probably what to me to me one of the best uh, comic book adaptations, like just a, of a movie, like a superhero movie so far. But, I know, like Endgame, all this. I'm, I'm I I can be a nerd too. Like oh, I'm dude. pretty nerdy. Oh, dude, comics. I'm I'm but, I'm big into all that kind of stuff too. You know, I go I go to comic conventions. We had a whole section of during friends. during Halloween. I dress up for each episode that we did. Like I was a different costume. I'm I'm I'm. I'm a big time nerd. Toby Maguire will always be the best Spider-Man, and Michael Keaton is yeah. Batman, regardless of what anybody says. I can't. I, I. <clears throat> so, but as I was saying, anything we have shared this evening, and anything to get back to our great buddy Tom here, man, will be right there with this episode, regardless of where you w- listen or even where you watch, because you know we're all over the place, and we thank you guys for all that stuff, and and including in our thanking you, we still are continuing with our. Freedom Pirate Unconstitutional Awakening the Podcast sticker giveaway. You can get some sweet, awesome oh, stickers with some of my random artwork that I make. All you folks out there listening at home and you know watching and stuff like that. And all you've got to do is answer my multiple choice pirate question for the evening. So tonight's multiple choice pirate question is, after they killed him, what did attackers do to Blackbeard? Did they A, feed him to a shark, B, chop off his head, or C, bury his bear <clears throat> burn his body you can answer that underneath this episode over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com and get yourself some free stickers but we're going to weigh anchor and head on out of here so goodbye everyone <laughs>